Give me head, babe! <laughs> Another edition of the Headbin, the weekly NRL Supercoach Draft podcast. Each week, we'll take a swing at the key topics influencing the world of Supercoach Draft, NRL, and the highlights from our very own weekly draft comp, the Headbin. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Headbin, the NRL Supercoach Draft podcast. I'm Dusty. Uh, back with us this week is Benny, mate. How you going? Yeah, good, mate, good. It's a uh, family emergency last week, and now I'm cooked this week, but we're here. We'll see how we go. Battling on, just just punching, mate, punching on. Nice one, nice one. Lukey, you're uh, you're on deck with us too, mate. Bit sore and sorry, apparently. Oh, mate, just age is catching up with me. The body's breaking down. It's leaving me week by week. New ailments every <laughs> fucking week. It's ridiculous. Yeah, tell me about it. Don't know why we still play footy, to be fair. Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff, lad. A few, few things to jump into this week. Uh, more shit-ass injuries to, to go through, unfortunately, and team lists threw up, uh, you know, a mountain of curveballs uh, this week, so we'll get through all of that. But uh, before we do that, lads, let's uh, let's grab a tin. Benny, mate, you're on the lem sips tonight. <laughs> yeah, mate, I've got to go with it. Got to go with the tea. I've got to try and get this thing shook because uh, I've got a week off next week from work, and um, the boss wasn't fond of me coming in sick and being like, oh. I might have to have a day off. He's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, isn't that shit when you know you got a day off coming up and you have to pull a sickie? That's just, uh, yeah. yeah, So I just went, no, I'll battle through it. She's all right. So I'll try and shake it tonight and see. Hopefully I'm good for the end of the week. Yeah, nice one. Loki? Yeah, well, I was actually due to my ailments, I was going to sit this this, uh, brew out, but I decided to harden up and I I had a, uh, the missus bought a four pack of the ballistic brewing watermelon uh, goes that they've bought out um it's all right it's not too bad um it's it's got nothing on the um the bells that green beacon does the passion fruit goes but uh it's 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 not too bad i wouldn't get it again but yeah it's drinkable have you got an umbrella in it oh yeah definitely lounge chair (laughs) hawaiian shirt jesus tight white pants (laughs) shorts even yeah so. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I've just gone with the uh, the Brick Lane, One Love Pale, this time Family around. Stop. I think. Uh, yeah. I had a few few in the fridge from the weekend, uh, and I've got it for after uh, after footy. The the boys left me with about 10, 10 uh, middies, Han three point fives. But uh, picked the uh, the Brick City, uh, the Brick Lane, <laughs> One Loves. Yeah. Well. They're not, yeah. they're not too bad. They're not, they're yeah, not, they aren't. Horrible, I don't reckon. And, you know, after you've just flogged yourself at two-hour footy training... And oh, they're right got after a, footy. Yeah, blokes have got to drive, like, an hour back to the Goldie and stuff like that. It doesn't, uh, you know, you don't want to be sinking, you know, 5.5% beers and shit like that. So, um, I've got a few of those to get through as well. So, yeah, good stuff, Lucky. I'm glad you didn't leave me on my lonesome um, flying the flag by myself tonight. Yeah, I thought so. it'd be a bit poor form. <laughs> yes, yes, it would have. So, lads, uh, 
bit of bit of bit happening in the uh, the world of NRL today. Um, we're going to touch on a couple of things that uh, um, you know, one of which uh, is pretty close to all of us. Um, and we'll start with that, and that's the uh, the absolute circus that's happening down there at the West Tigers. Um, oh, look. It's very hard to explain what's happening down there. Um, they don't have a great list to, to start with. Um, they're, they're void of, you know, any real superstar outside of, say, David Nofaluma, but he's having a very quiet year. Um, Adam Dewey, you know, by all account, like, you know, according to nearly everyone you you talk to and, and you know, the eye test, having a fantastic season. Um, he's been a casual, somewhat of a casualty this week as well, being pushed to the centres. And uh, look... We said it last year. We said it again in our season preview this year. Um, obviously, buyer beware on any West Tigers player because this is what Madge does. When he loses the plot and he can't come up with answers and his players aren't um, you know, doing their bit for him, he just starts swinging the axe without any rhyme or reason. It's just the bloke is genuinely unhinged and I just don't know if he knows what the fuck he's doing down there because I don't see any changes that he's made this week that are actually going to improve their performance. I I don't get it. And if Madge Maguire isn't the problem at the Tigers, then I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And West Tigers fans can at me if they want because I know they're a pretty vocal bunch on uh, on social media, but, jeez, it's a fucking circus down there, lads. Oh, without 100%. a doubt. And and when you say it's close to us, it's only because we own a couple of players in oh, our Legends yeah. League team. <laughs> oh, and, we, and, um, and I've got a couple of Tigers. Yeah, and I've got... That's, yeah, you, you're spot on there, Lukey. We, we, we've all got it. And, and it's been something that we've talked to a fair bit. Yeah. Oh, look, it, it's so frustrating because... Uh, you know, the tweaks here and there, and I mentioned to you and I said to a couple of blokes on social media today that the the, the constant tweaking week in and week out, what it does is it actually gets you further away from identifying what the big problem is because it actually creates a further problem. So he's weakened one area, 5-8, um, or halves in general, to strengthen another one, which is obviously he's put Dewey on there to, for defense. That's what it is. It's it's a defensive decision because they're leaking on the edges. But what he'll probably find is, is that his middle defense is so poor that it's actually exposing his edges. And yeah. they're having to misread. They're having to try and problem solve by themselves. That They can't work as a unit because the middles get an eaten. And the edges are then having to... Uh, are being exploited by the oppositions. And they're like, oh, holy shit, they're coming at us again. They're coming at us again. Because they can't win the middle of the field. Um, so putting a, a bloke who's your best attacking weapon in the centres just to shore it up defensively. Like, if that's the case, don't play Leilua. Don't play BJ Leilua. If you're worried about your centre defend- defenders, don't. Why is BJ Lelua in your side? You know, um, I know that there's some, they've got heaps of injuries and and whatnot, but it it it's beyond belief as to how you how you would move Dewey um, from five eight. Like Luke Brooks, if you can't see what the problem is with Luke Brooks after nine rounds of football. And you want to get Moses Embai in there to try and solidify your halves or whatever it is you're trying to do. Um, like Luke Brooks's footy 
in inside attacking 30 is just woeful. You know, he he dies with the football on the fifth tackle. He's he panics. He doesn't know whether he wants to kick it or pass it. Then he ends up just throwing a pass out of his ass because he's taken too long with the footy. He he constantly gets caught, or they don't like that. I reckon they would be the the, the team that uh, gets to a kick the least out of any side in attacking thirty. Like they just run it. They just have no. You, and, and as I said to you earlier, Dusty. When it comes to the fourth tackle and the blokes being tackled, he should have a plan about what he's going to do. But what he's doing is he's catching the ball going, I'm going to play eyes up here and see what the defense is going to give me. But they're going to defend like a fifth tackle. Just kick the ball in the air, make it a contest, make it a 50-50, or put it on the ground, put it in the end goal, and get some good chases through. You know, they're, they're percentage plays for a reason. You know, and that's what building pressure is, and they just can't build pressure. And then all of a sudden, their middles then have to work their asses off to to try and regain some momentum, and they're getting flogged, and it flows on like that. Yeah, I I brought this up with you blokes earlier in the season about these lower quality teams and their halves and how they can't, they just can't build pressure. So you you watch a Cleary, you watch a Hughes even, and a Munster. Tommy Turbo, I know he's not a half, but you know he plays that role. The Parramatta um, halves. The Parramatta halves. They've got the ability to go, look, we don't need to score points right now. Put it in the end goal. We'll get a repeat set and see what happens in the next set. Oh, it didn't happen again? Cool. Put it in the end goal. We'll get another set. That's all they fucking do. Now, you tell me that putting high kicks across the field isn't trying to just score points. That's all they're trying to do. They're hoping for a 50-50 goes their way and they get the ball and they ground it. It's, Mate, they don't even like fucking do that. They enough. don't do that. Yeah, no. that, that'd be a decent outcome if they if they just put it, you know, on on the try line and got a bit of a 50-50, they're going to get the ball back 50% of the time, you know? Further to that point, Delane, is the, the Madge Maguire bloody lunacy is that he moved... So most teams, their best attacking side is their left, right? Because most people... Their left, okay, sorry. Because um, most people are better passes from right to left. So your left yeah. edge is, is your solid edge. Most people would know that. Your best winger and finisher, Nofaluma, and your best edge forward, Luciano Lelua, he's moved to the fucking right-hand side of the field where yeah. they get no ball. Like, what, what are you thinking, mate? And he moved Luciano Lelua when he bought... Put Joey back in the side. Yeah. Mate, who's the better player here? Who's going to be in your side for years to come? It ain't BJ. Make him play on the right-hand side or nothing, mate. you got to turn yourself into a right-hand centre because I don't want you and your brother defending next to each other, your liabilities, but I ain't moving Luch because he's having a killer season. You know, and it'll just... What the fuck? Is that... like? And, and he's just so close to the problem that he can't see those things. You know what I mean? God knows what his, his uh, video room guys and his, his analytics guys are feeding him. Because oh, I don't know what it is, mate. Because it's it's a cocktail of just poisonous toxicity down there that it's corrupting his thoughts. It's 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 muddying the waters in his head. Yeah, it's it's crazy what's going on there. So yeah, enough about that fucking dumpster fire. But uh, just a final. Fuck you to Madge for playing Dewey in the uh, in the centres this week because yeah. <laughs> I was so yeah. Oh, I'm um, kind of glad because I gave him to you, but oh. I'm also upset because he's in our Legends League team. So I'm like, oh, oh fuck, I'm so conflicted. After you, you can know, only hope that he defends there. That's all it is. <laughs> you hope that he defends in oh, the centres well, and then swap a, to them by an attack. Uh, you know what? I literally 
even though I'd seen it, read it, breathed it for four hours after Lukey, you told me about about lunchtime, I still didn't quite believe it until I scrolled down and saw it. You know what I mean? I'm like, nah, it's just such an outrageous thing to do that surely he doesn't do it, but he did it. So yeah, anyway, the other thing we wanted to get to lads was obviously the uh, the Kyle Flanagan debacle. Now, obviously uh, uh, over the course of, of Monday, did a presser, got fairly emotional about being, being benched. Um, obviously his dad had a bit to say about it and was there to support him and uh, all that kind of stuff. And then, um, you know, obviously two hours later, three hours later after that all kind of come out, the kid's been dropped. So what's your thoughts there? Cause it's another, ba- it's, 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 it's another really challenging situation for a young kid to be in because Canterbury are kind of in the same boat. I think they're probably headed in a better direction. I think I'd much rather have Baz uh, at the wheel than than Madge at the moment, but they're really struggling really? too. Well, you're right. I mean, it's it's the lesser of two evils, really. But um, you know, I think that uh, Benny, what's your take on the Kyle Flanagan situation, mate? You're a bit of a Kyle Flanagan homer. You had him last year and you drafted oh, him this year. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say how many kids. Mate, it's six, bro. Mate, you drafted him. Look, obviously, it was promising. Like, we saw him at the Roosters, but it was this, this, the cattle around him made him look a lot better than he actually was. And that was Trent Robertson in his wisdom just went, meh, you know. I can get rid of him and I can make up for it with Lockie Lamb and, you know, they, they got Sammy Walker as well. So they knew that that, that uh, Flano wasn't all he was cracked up to be and it was interesting to see what he was going to be like this year in a in a team without as many quality, quality players around him and it, it's, it was basically his team. I think Baz gave him the keys and said, here you go, mate, do what you can. And he's been incredibly underwhelming. Um, we spoke about it just before about... Brooks and Dewey struggling to get to kicks and stuff like that. Flano was you know, and Avarillo were in exactly the same boat. Like they weren't getting to kicks. He, he, you know, there was one play on the weekend where a shooter shot came up at him. He was like about ready to kick the ball, and the shooter was a good few meters away from him still. And he stopped and tried to step around him, like sort of in in the ilk of what a Milford used to do or does. Yeah, um, beat beat that shooter and then have more space to put in a better kick, but. He, he went too early like the shooter was too far away for him to play that and he just got fucking he got checked in the run and then he put this stinker of a kick in and then you know he did stupid things like put a kick across field on zero tackle with like no space for Kotrick to try and catch the ball and it went over the sideline on the full like he just his head's not in the right place his forwards aren't laying a platform for him so it's, no, it's going to be no easier for Brandon Wakeham um, or, or Avarillo to to produce anything so I, th- I don't know what Baz is going to do there he needs to invest in some forwards and soon um, because Matty Burton's going to be made could could be made to look very average um, behind that forward pack next year so look he took it pretty young, pretty like hard he was, he was pretty emotional I think about being benched and I think yeah he's been dropped so he's probably going to it's going to sting a little bit more but um, hopefully he can go back to Reggie's and play well and uh, gain some confidence come back and do a little bit better than he has been the thing this is, is, mate... my take on the situation. Sorry. Yeah, go on. No, go on, Lucky. So, this is my take on the situation, right? Um, he's at the press conference going, oh, you know, my dad's been supportive of me the whole way through and all of this sort of shit. i tell you what his dad should have bloody done. Told him to stay at Roosters. He had a contract for this year. He didn't have to leave. 
right? They said, but they said you were free to leave. What he should have done is stayed there, stayed playing Reggie's under Trent Robinson. He would have been in the top squad training with him and just playing in Reggie's. He would have got a game by now, given all the injuries that they've got there, right? And he would have been able to play around better players, learn from a better coach, and be in a better environment. And then they would have gone, okay, we're not going to re-sign you. Boom. But he jumped at the money. And what we're seeing now is potentially an insight to what's going to happen to Matt Burton. Matt Burton's a much better player, but he's also got a better squad around him now. There's no saying that what he goes in, what Matt Burton goes into isn't debilitating to the point where he just can't reach his potential. So Burton's made the decision. He His contract was up, right? He's staying at Penrith. Flanagan should have stayed at the Roosters for the betterment of his career because what's going to happen now, he's not going to get any better. This is it for him. Like, he'll get a few more cracks. You might find another club takes a pun on him after the Bulldogs contract um, because I think he's only two years there. But, like, to me, it seems like he's a a fringe first grader. He's He's like a Sam Williams at Canberra. Can do a job, but he'll never be a solid first grader. If you can't prosper in the rooster system to the point where they go, nah, we don't see you being a long-term um, prospect, uh, chances are you're going to struggle elsewhere. The Bulldogs shouldn't have bought him because for that reason, and he shouldn't have signed with them. Yeah, I mean, hindsight's obviously 2020. I, I think we're probably losing sight of the fact that, that he is quite young and, you know, a lot of the... the um, the best minds in rugby league say it takes a good four or five years for a half to hit his strides. Now, this is Flanagan's probably third full year in grade. He showed promise at the Sharks before he went to the Roosters. So it's not like it was 100% the Roosters propping him up. Obviously, the move to the Dogs has exposed his flaws. But at the same token, too, um, I think that, uh, look, he's it's just... Benny, you said, you know, he got given the keys... To the dogs, that's like giving a bloke a keys to a daddo and telling him to go and race in Daytona. Yeah, though, so, like right. it, 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 it doesn't it doesn't matter if he's got the keys. It, it it was a shit vessel that he was driving. They've got to sign a nine. They've got to get a nine yeah. from somewhere. They've that got to go hard at like I'd be going hard at Josh Hodgson if I was them because yes, he's a ball dominant hooker that likes to run it at, or, himself and everything, but. Might take a bit of the pressure off the young halves for next year, and he's yeah. an old head. You know he can kick out a dummy half and that kind of stuff. He brings the forwards onto the ball and gets them going forward. That's the strength of his at Canberra, and that's what they need. They don't have a nine that can get the pack on the front foot, which is what two young halves might need. So, yeah, I just think it was you know probably a bit of poor form. He's got a you know I know it was probably a bit emotional for him, and and you know a lot of the kids these days do show a lot more emotion like that than you know back back when we were following league when we were growing up and stuff but I think he's got to take his medicine a bit here and then go back to Reggie's like you said Luke get some reps in and uh, see what comes of that but um, yeah very interesting it would surprise me in a couple of years if he goes back to the Sharks if uh, they don't end up getting A-Ray I reckon reckon he'll go wherever his dad goes his dad will take him there wherever he ends up so on Um, I just so one thing that I've noticed about him is he so you We've talked about, or you hear the commentators talk about, 
gunslingers, young fellas who basically they'll, they'll do something stupid. And Sam Walker is a perfect example of it. They'll do something dumb, they'll make an error trying to do something, but they'll just forget about it and do it again. Jimmy Maloney is the fucking perfect one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I feel like some of these halves, these younger guys like your... Um, <clears throat> like even even Brooks, I know he's a bit older now, but even Brooks and and Flano, they sort of those mistakes get to them a little bit more, and they remember, oh, oh, I fucked that up. You know what I mean? It seems like they're very hesitant to make a play, and then oh, oh, just try and kick the ball, or oh, I don't know if I want to pass, or and the eyes up footy isn't as risk like they don't take as many risks as as some of the other younger halves do, and that's being their downfall. You know, okay, you might only make a play fifty percent of the time. It's better than not making no plays for the whole game. So I feel like they're sort of getting in their own heads, some of these younger boys and some of these halves that are struggling. They're, yeah, they're not ready it to all take comes a risk down or to, anything. Yeah, it all comes down to the structures that are put around them as well within the game, like the the, um, the game plans and stuff like that. Because um, you look at what the Roosters had, they were tried and true in their game plans and he, he only had to play the one way every week, right? Um but you don't know what Barrett's doing for him now. You know, you don't know what Madge is doing for the for Brooks now. Like, it, it could be almost setting them up to fail because it may not be looking to capitalise on their strengths. It might be this game plan and you've got to fit the game plan, not build the game plan around the, the, the squad. So, you know, we might be being a bit harsh here, but, yeah, I think maybe a bit of harder footy down in, in Reggie's. You know, a bit of grubby park footy down in Reggie's might um, just harden him up a bit um, and just, you know develop his resolve um you know i, I doubt he, he won't get dropped from reggie's so maybe just that you know security might just help him just build his confidence a bit and come up with some better footy yeah yeah 100 so lads uh enough on that let's uh let's jump into our results from the weekend when you have great coaches you get great players you have a great organization and you tell them one thing just win, baby. So, Lukey, do you want to kick us off, mate, with your uh, result in the head bin, and you've uh, you've snagged another another W? Yeah, yeah, I have, and uh, and it was a good one. Although I've I've uh, come up against Nate Dogs, who was on a four game skid, um, and he's now on a five game skid. Um, after the weekend, uh, I, I was short a few players. I was missing a lot, so um, yeah, I was able to. Um, Pull out a win. Um, some pretty decent performances across the park. Um, George Williams taking the field was was a bonus. And then to obviously get the 78 and play as well as he did was was really good. And I, I snagged um, Corey Norman on Sunday once um, <clears throat> Harris Tavita came in and Reese Walsh, who, who I had at fullback, uh, was a, a late benching. I thought I'd bring in Corey Norman and his 78 um, was a bonus as well. So... Yeah, it was uh, it was good because I did have a, a bench full of non-players. I, I did also have Harris Tavita, 69, and I managed to auto-emergency that. So Nate Dogs is on the slide at the moment, and uh, I've picked up another win, so I'm pretty happy with that because, again, it's without Latrell Mitchell, um, Campbell Graham, so and uh, Damian Cook still stinking up the place. So all the all the wins with uh, that against me is um, money in the bank. Yeah, tough, tough to be a South owner or a, a South player owner uh, this week, that's for sure. So, mm. what about you, Benny? How'd you go, mate? You were in the box seat for a fair bit of the weekend, weren't you? I was. I, I was. I was in the driver's seat. I thought I was fucking home, home and hosed after a pretty good start, um, and then I just got fucking tommied. 
Absolutely. Tommy. And not to mention, there was no defense in that game at all. Oh, no. no. None. None. And Nick Arima knocked him out of 95 along with Jake Turbo 73. So yeah. He turbo just, fucked like, the shit out of you. fucking turbo fucked. It was, it was rapid penetration. Mate, it was, it was pretty disgusting scores from <laughs> both of us. Um, he had some awful ones. 33, 29, you know, 49, 29. And he only fielded 12 plays. He still tunned up. So, um, yeah, he copped those ones. Another loss. That's all right. Puff, of course, for me. I, I was pretty happy. I'm Isaiah Papali has become a solid captain option for me now with a high ceiling, so that's been pretty handy. Um, I've lost Dylan Brown now for three weeks after an incident. Yeah. <laughs> incident? Yeah. An incident. <laughs> um, look, Sammy Walker, Walker was lucky to end up on 34 with the last final pass over to Cavallo. He was looking at a 10 and I was in, I was in all sorts of dramas. Um, but I think this week I'm going to have to have to play Morgan Harper. He's been going too well, and I like the the manly matchup. So Dane Laurie's going to have to sit on the pine this week, I think, because he's not producing a lot, and he's not seeing a lot of pill in that Tigers back line, especially now with Dewey going to the centres. So uh, I'm going to have to just bench Laurie for a bit and see what happens there. Enough about my loss on the weekend. Funny story about uh, your matchup. Uh, you were playing Bazza, and before Turbo started to go nuts, we we're at footy training. And he almost panic traded Zach Lomax to me for DWZ because he wasn't sure if he was going to get the win. And so he's like, do you have anyone playing? And I'm like, <laughs> I've got DWZ. And he's like, in the next game, I'm like, yeah. And he goes- That would have been good. It was it was, it was, was going to be DWZ and some trinkets, a bit of pocket change, just so he could get a playing player. And then uh, we went out, did a couple of drills and shit. And then we come back and Turbo's blown up. And I'm like- Bro, don't don't leave it. You still need him. Like Turbo could get injured any time here. <laughs> All right, like just let's just keep it on the table and let's just see what that plays out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it turns out he didn't uh, he didn't need the rest of his team. Mate. He didn't need the other fucking 13, uh, 12 players. He could have yeah, just he nearly, he nearly beat me. Beat me uh, Warriors manly game. That was I, it. I've got him this week, and I was doing a bit of tough talk on our on our uh, head bin thread today but inside I'm just going oh my god he's going to stick the knife in my ass and just gut me straight through up to the mouth he Turbo's going to put on he'll score 250 this week he'll set the record like Bris, what are Brisbane going to do to to stop Tommy this week nothing nada Nah. Run wild. Yeah, he's gonna. The only thing it. that's gonna, the only thing that's gonna stop him is a fucking hamstring. Mate. Oh please, it'll be me because I'm going to the game. I'll be sitting up in the stands with a fucking <laughs> with a BB gun, just aiming at the back of his legs every time he fucking runs a ball, just pinging him. So, but uh, yeah, I was actually pretty lucky to get the win myself on the weekend. Um, I was cu- I came up against Tracer. Now he had uh, Ado Car and Munster on the Thursday night, so. Um, once that happened, I literally just said to him, mate, I'm just going to lie back and spread the cheeks, mate, and just go nuts. You can just go nuts for the rest of the weekend. Because then he had like Gutho and all of his other guns still to play. Um, the Penrith guys that he the had. The Penrith guys. He's got 2-0 as well. You know, Cape Well and these kind of guys still to, still to go around. And so I was like, geez, I'm, I'm nowhere here. But, uh. Yeah, just keep kept chipping away. To be fair, Ikevalu knocked out a hundred for me. Um, Cheese got me seventy. Um, Harry Grant got me sixty odd on the on the Thursday night. Ikevalu got got a good score. Uh, Moses was 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 fairly solid. 
then uh, then Dewey went really big as well. Um, and I'm kind of like, oh, geez, I'm, I'm not I'm not a bad showy. I'm pretty good. And he had blokes just falling over left and right. So, you know, Gutho scored 40 or something like that. Um, Tuo only scored 60, which is probably his lowest score of the year. Um, you know, and he had Ryan Sutton go down there as well, which um, which hurt him. And then I had Payne Haas go really well for me as well. Um, and lo and behold, I just, just edged him. I just edged him and uh, got him by about 40 in the end, I think 873 to 833 or something like that. Up, so. He ended up with 320-somethings and 230-somethings like that's Yeah. Five yeah. under 40 is a killer. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and oh, that's right. I had Zach Sini with a 7 or an 8 too. So, <laughs> and, and I still managed to win. So, uh, yeah, really, really weird, weird old game. That's for sure. So, um, but yeah, this week I'm fucking hurting because I'm missing Cheese. I'm missing Harry Grant. Pappenhausen hasn't been named again. Dewey's in the centres. Barnett's on, on um, limited minutes. Uh, now, obviously, as well, they're running the same structure as well. So, I'm in all sorts. I thought Tarpanay was probably going to come back into some good form. He's fucked for me now as well. So, yeah, good while it lasted, but um, pretty much just lands to the slaughter this, this week. So, anyway, Lukey, Legends League, how are we going there? Yeah, good. Another another W. So, um, we've completed the, the first round of, of the season with only uh, one loss. Happened to be to the Rub Boys, but whatever, who cares? It doesn't matter. We were um, flying high, so we've beaten um, Catfish, which is um, Wilfred, the the champ from last year, and he was actually at the top of the table with us. Uh, we did dusted him by a cup of uh, two hundred, I think it was. It ended up being at eight fifty to um, five sixty or something like that. Oh, by six sixty, something like that. So, yeah, just solid as per normal um, across the park. Hundreds from Harris and Dewey, and then ninety seven from Papa Lee. Uh, halves was only forty between them, really. Walker and Brooks, um, but yeah, just solid contributions across the park. We're going to be looking for a hooker and a centre winger this week. <laughs> Because we yeah. won't have Brandon Smith or Rapana, so um, yeah, we'll probably have to play the waivers free agent game and um, see how we go. But uh, yeah, just got to keep that momentum going. There's no point resting on the the, the wins that we've had. We got to just try and chalk as many up in this second round as we can and and uh, look to make a bit of noise in the finals. So um, yeah, we're still sitting up top, pretty, and we'll keep it going. Yeah, nice one. Very good. Very good. All right, lads, let's jump into Teamless Tuesday. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Congratulations. The rest of you made the team. (sighs) Except you, you and you. So, lads, Magic Round um, kicks off on Friday night uh, this week, and the first game is the Knights and the Tigers. And so... So, looking forward yeah. to this one. We're probably going to get we're probably going to get jumped here by the fucking Tigers, knowing uh, knowing how we perform. But Benny, take us through the team list, mate. Knights and Tigers, six o'clock on uh, Friday night. I'll run through this Tigers team pretty quick because we've already spoken about it at length tonight. Yeah. So, um, obviously, yeah, six o'clock Friday night. Um, Brisbane weather for the weekend, so this is, applies to all our games. Looks pretty fine. Um, we've got some storms due tomorrow, I think. Um, but from then on, I think. We're rife for some good footy for the weekend. There's no rain forecast, so that should be good. Um, awesome. The, the weather report should be nice and easy for me to do this week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just, just put one, one sun in the middle and write Brisbane. We know, yeah, yeah, that's all we have to fucking do. <laughs> that's all we have to fucking do. One page, one icon, 
That's it. Son. So, yeah, Madge, obviously, we've talked about the Dewey switch. He's pushed him to center. Moses Zembaya's coming to 5'8". And Jacob Little's come back into 9. Um, Simpkin was a bit underwhelming there. He looked good and, yeah, he didn't really provide what they needed him to. So, Little looked all right at the start of the season. We'll see how that goes. Um, Sean Bloor uh, and Jock Madden have both been named on the interchange. So, that's put... uh, Stefano Uticamano back to the reserves. Um, he didn't look too bad, but obviously, yeah, I, I like the promise of Bloor. I think he's coming back from an injury, and he's he's come over from Penrith, didn't he, Lukey? Yeah, mate. Yeah, he looked good there too, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Um, Tommy Talao returns from suspension, and that's pushed old hard worker Zach Sheeney out of the team. Um, <laughs> oh, this, this old oh, seven-pointer. You, yeah, you, you mean, yeah, hard watch. He's a fucking oh, hard man. watch. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, yeah, that's about all the changes for them, so not much to talk about there. Um, with the Knights... Braden Musgrove's been named. He suffered a rib injury against Canberra. Um, so, just to keep an eye on that, I would imagine Heimel Hunt will come in from the reserves. Um, Him diving on that ball should have been worth 50 super coach points <laughs> at the end there. Yeah. All those fucking pussies from Canberra just stood around and watched the ball. Old mate's got busted ribs and he just put his body on the line. So, he yep. mo- he moves up a notch in my book. He's now on one. Oh, I don't mind Braden Musgrove. He looked like a bit of an effort player. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't have much to him. He does. No, he really he's, doesn't. He's, yeah. He's sort of just running. Yeah. Running catch. That's about it. Um, so, yeah, Stafford Towers come back. Um, now, Stafford Towers has been named on the left, I believe, and Musgrove has been pushed to the right. So, um, and that's taken Heimel Hunt's place. Now, I would think I would prefer Heimel Hunt instead of Braden Musgrove, but, you know, what do I know? Um, and then, I don't think there's any other changes there. I think that's it, about it. There's no changes, mate. That's yeah. the same team, yeah. Yeah, other than that, it's the same team. Um Captaincy, vice captaincy in this one, definitely no captains. Uh, or, I mean, if you were really struggling, you could put a captain on Ponga straight up, but uh, more vice captaincies in this game. And for me, it's probably just um, Ponga, uh, Braley, maybe Laurie, and so yeah, I wouldn't even go do it anymore. Uh, nah. That's probably it. Yeah, you can't. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even look at Nofaluma. Um, I wouldn't look at any of the forwards given the minutes split there now. So, that's about it. Um, pickups in this game. Uh, if you need a 5 8 which I'm going to be looking at, I wouldn't mind a free agency play for one week play for um, Phoenix Crossland with the matchup. And that's about all I've got. I've got nothing else. I mean, you could, if you needed a back row, you can see what Lockie Fitzgibbon does in this game. Um, again, given a matchup. So, we know the edge defense of the Tigers is weak. Lockie's a good line runner. Um, that's about all I've got for this one, boys. Yeah, he looked all right on the weekend, given that he hasn't played footy for, for you know, two or three months. So yeah. um, I think he'll start to come into his own. He did miss a pretty bad tackle on fucking Papali, though. So I think he's just got to get a bit of conditioning in, in him. Lukey, uh, Manly and the Broncos, which is the second game on the Friday night. The cricket match. Yes. Right, so uh, for the Sea Eagles, uh, Marty Tapao comes back from his uh, HIA that, that saw him miss last week. Um, Taniela Pasik has been named, but he's under a HIA cloud, um, so he'll have to pass protocols to be named. Um, Curtis Sirenen hasn't been uh, named. He's still a week away, they reckon, so it's a week-to-week thing with him, I think. Um, they're obviously being... 
cautious with him and and those knees of his, which are fairly uh, troublesome, um, especially given while they're winning, there's no need for them to rush him back. Uh, for the Broncos, probably the big one is Pat Carrigan um, has done his ACL. Um, so Thomas Flegler comes into that 13 role. Uh, John, Osia- John Asiata joins the bench for that one, but there's oh, I've just got hope that uh, Ethan Bullimore gets more than 25 minutes. You know, if he can get up to 40 minutes, he one becomes super coach relevant um, because I think his PPM will be really good. But also, I think for Brisbane, they need that foot speed through the middle. They need that bloke who's work, who's a worker, um, who's able to, you know, you know, his fitness is good as well. So hopefully, they don't um, stick with uh, Flegler in the middle for too much during the game. So uh, I'd probably only be throwing the captaincy on Tommy, uh, being that it is the uh, the second game of the weekend. Um, Vice-captains, though, definitely in play here. So Tommy, um, if you've got a, a better option. Uh, DCE, although, again, you know, DCE, I think he only got, what, 20-odd or 40, and it ended up being on 40. So not really much there um, in, a, in a, a high-scoring game. So for whatever reason, um, yeah, he's not... Uh, well, a lot of it's going through Tommy, really, isn't it? It's Foran and uh, DCE are the first receivers, and then, you know, Tommy's the one with the icing. He's the one that's um, throwing the tries, he's still scoring the tries himself. So, um, But, you know, you can have a pun on DCE as a vice-captain. It's not going to hurt. Uh, Garrick um, as well. Uh, then for the Broncos, you could go TPJ, Asako, and Payne Haas. For those, uh, for those guys. Um, pickups, I'd definitely have a punt on uh, Tom Flegler. Uh, probably more so as a front rower, not as a second rower. He's probably dual, I think. Um, but if not, still, if he's only front row forward, then, you know, he, he's probably going to get some minutes at lock. And he had a really good game last year, uh, last week. It's his one good game he plays every year. And yep. super coach fans, interest peaks, and they're like, Ooh, Jump on him, ooh. and then he Jump knocks on him out and a he 25 just knocks out or 30. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, just a dog shit score. So... Um, Oluwakatu, he wasn't great last week, but he, he knocked out a, a 42. Um, I thought he probably would have seen a bit more pill, but, you know, when Tommy's got it going like he is, I think the edge forwards, because uh, Schuster didn't score that well either, so they don't see a lot of footy. Um, but also Jake Turpin being named captain this week. Um, he might have found himself on waivers, especially with uh, Danny Levi getting not many minutes, but a few minutes. So Jake Turpin's probably going to see... Uh, a few minutes. He's probably, now that he's got the C against his name, going to tackle everything that moves. So you probably guaranteed 50 tackles a game out of him. So, yeah, that's that game in a nutshell. Yeah, I don't nice mind one. a free agency play for Jason Saab in this one either. <clears throat> I think he sees a bit of meat in this game. Yeah, actually, that's not a bad play, actually, as a free agent pickup. Um, he's got to score three tries to get 50 but. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He scored three on the weekend, didn't he? And only ended <laughs> yeah. up with that 80 something. 90, I think he got. 90 yeah. for three tries. He's a new Alex Johnson. He is probably worse. Yeah, couple just a couple of things on this game, lads. The over overs unders on uh, Tommy score has to be like a hundred and twenty or hundred and thirty, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. He he. I'll be very surprised if he doesn't turn up. Or like if he doesn't hit a hundred in this game. Yeah, it's it's almost a foregone conclusion. The other thing I was going to say is, if next year's draft was held right now. I think there's a real case for James Tedesco going pick four or five. Yep. I'd yeah. take... I'd probably take Tommy, Cleary, and Fafita before him. Tommy, Cleary, Fafita, Pappenhausen, maybe Latrell or Ponga. 
Yeah, because you've got to look at the Roosters' side too, man. They've got they'll have Luke Keary coming back off an ACL. Um, you know, Warrior Hargraves is going to be a year older. Like, what are they getting? They've lost Brett Morris now. You know, what what what? Josh they Morris is a year older. Yeah, who are they bringing into that side to make them better? Yeah. So you know, and you look at the way Teddy's operating in that side now. Yeah, uh, and it's not nothing against Teddy. It's more about the circumstances under which he's playing. So. Mm. Fair call. Fair call. All right. Um, so, first game on the Saturday. Um, and it's funny, we got tickets to the Saturday, and they're all just dog shit games, pretty much. It's the worst gay day to, to, to go to the the Magic Round, but it's the uh, the Dogs versus the Raiders. Um, for the Dogs, DWZ, Kotrick, Hopawade, Meany, Katoa, Brandon Wakeham, and Avarillo are in the halves. That's oh, that's a stinky halves combination. Uh, forwards are Napa, Katoa, Thompson, Elliott, Smith, and Renofa Tony, who's been pretty good. Brad Dietz, Corey Waddell, uh, Siamana Fungi, and Matt Dory on the bench. For the Raiders, um, not too many changes from the side that was beaten last week, only due to injury. Uh, so they've got Aiken, Simonson, Chris, Curtis Scott, Semi Valame comes in for the injured Jordan Rapana, uh, Jack White and George Williams, Josh Papali, Tommy Starling, Emre Gula, uh, Corey Hawurinaira, Elliot Whitehead, Hudson Young. Josh Hodgson finds himself on the interchange bench with Dynamis Louis, Horsburgh, and Ryan James coming in for Ryan Sutton. Um, for this one, there's... No VCs, no captaincy options, really. You might chuck a VC on either White and the Williams. White is a, a, a flat-track bully, and this is the kind of game that you know he's likely to score an 80 or a 90 in. You might be able to do that. There's literally no captaincy options in this game that I believe. Pickups, um, I'd be looking at Hudson Young. He's coming into the 13 there. There is three middles on the bench, but I see him playing some decent minutes. Uh, through there, um, you probably want to steer clear of Star and Starling now that Hodgson is there. Semi Valame, um, if you're struggling for a, a plug and play fourth centre winger option, he might be uh, a show this week, um, especially against the Dogs. And Renoff Tony might be a, a decent play too at 13, although Corey Waddell is on the bench for the Dogs. So, Did I see that Jared Croker's out for another six weeks? I uh, don't know. Might have missed that. I thought they said it in the uh, NRL um, dot com team list for that for that game. I thought they said that he was um, a few weeks away. What have they said here? Veteran centre Jared Croker must wait no, to, at no, least round chance. eleven. Sorry, yeah, it's chance. Sorry. Is six to seven. But still, Croker's still another two weeks away. Um, so yeah, definitely um, Sebastian Chris. I think if you haven't grabbed him, he's probably a pickup. Yeah, possibly, definitely. Benny Sharks and Bunnies, second game on Saturday. Um, we all know how this is going to end. Um, I know the Rabbitohs got flogged 50-0, but I think they're going to do the same here, um, especially with Reynolds back and Benji moving back to the left. Dean Hawkins came in last week, and they pushed Benji to the right, and they let Hawkins play on the left, and they just their attack went to shit after did, everything yeah. Benji had produced on the yeah. left there for three weeks. Yep. And their attack just went to fucking dog shit. And it was like... um. What? <laughs> what? I don't. I don't know if that move though would have stopped what happened. No, I don't think so either. Like it wasn't an attack. It, that, 
the formula that they've been running this season on of let's just see who can score the most points and it'll be us because we've got freaks everywhere didn't really work against the Storm, um, against the team that can defend. So I, I had some battles with some blokes on Twitter about um, them saying that you guys might have seen it, how Reynolds has his value on the market's gone up because they got flogged by 50 without him like Reynolds was the one holding them together defensively I was just like are you blokes fucking kidding like I I went at this bloke I'm like are you serious are you telling me that he's the he's the defensive linchpin of that team and 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 this bloke's come back to me and gone oh no but you know his kicking game's a lot better and he would have put him in good spots of the field and it's like they missed a fuckload of tackles mate like it was that nothing nothing would have stopped them it was an attitude thing it was yeah like I couldn't well, believe that blokes were man. fucking going into bat for Reynolds as as if he's the bloke who holds them together defensively what about fucking Cam Murray and I think that's the thing too right like I think people are um, people are saying oh South conceded 50 can't win a premiership but that's not going to be the South side that plays in the finals. You're going to get Latrell back. You're going to get Cam Murray back. You're going to get Adam Reynolds back. You Campbell know what I mean? Graham. You're going to get Campbell Graham back. That's a fair fucking whack of talent right there missing from that side. Should they have given up 50, 60 months to kick straight? No, they probably shouldn't. But that's not the team that's going to be in the finals. So, yeah, look, I think that's a bit of a crock of shit that, uh, you know, people are putting a line through South already. And, again, you know, they're, they're injury hit. I mean, that that's four of their, you know, five best players right there. So, yeah, I think, yeah. I think, um, so So obviously, the Storm puts you under under pressure. They build pressure in different ways to what the Rabbitohs do. Um, and the Rabbitohs capitulated under that pressure the other night. They got carved up by... Grant, they got carved up by Hughes and Munster, like, yeah. And obviously, the Fox had a field day, but the Rabbitohs are the best team in the comp at putting on scoreboard pressure because they can just knock three tries on you in, like, five minutes. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you were up 18-0, and then you're like, ah, shit, what? And then it's like, oh, we've got to score points. They're catching us. Yeah. And then teams capitulate under that scoreboard pressure, and that was what their, their formula's been. But they just didn't have the have the cattle there to do it against the Storm. And as you said, the Storm were pretty clinical. They put 80 minutes together for probably the first time this season. Um, and Bellamy, I think, said in the press that that's the best game they've played this season. So um, it was going to be pretty tough to beat them there. But anyway, moving on to this game um, for the Sharks. Dugan's got the call up. Uh, Jesse Ramian's going to miss four to six. So. I, I, as is probably still going to hold on to him. Um, he's just having one of those seasons, a <laughs> poor bastard. He's just getting yeah. He can't man. he can't stay on the field, eh? Yeah. So he got a fractured eye socket, which that's not going to be fun. Um, so yeah, Dugan Dugan replaces him in centres. Um, the other big inclusion, as it says here, Andrew Fafita is going to play his first game um, in 2021. But load up the waivers, boys. <laughs> Get up. on him. <laughs> so <laughs> word was he was told. Um, He's not coming back in until he stops running sideways, basically. And that was like a Johnny Morris thing. He was like, mate, you're running sideways. And which is fair, mate. Like, that's been my biggest criticism of uh, post-2016 Andrew Fafita is he just goes sideways. So, hopefully he's fixed that in Reggie's and he can perform for us here. But um, I'm not holding my breath. Um, so, that pushes uh, Billy Magulius back to the reserves. Uh, Mulatalo, Katoa, and Jackson Ferris are all another week or so away from being available. So, hopefully, Katoa and Mulatalo just slot straight into those two wing spots and we're back. And Ferris as well. 
Yeah, Ferris is decent. All right, Ferris. I rated that one game that he played before he got injured. He he, he yep. looked really sharp. I, I think that he's got a future. Um, yeah. So for the Rabbitohs, we've spoken about it. Adam Reynolds is back now, so that pushes um, Dean Hawkins back to the reserves. Benji Marshall moves back um, back into the six. Um, now, good old super coach Gunn, Tane Milne, uh, has been brought onto the wing. So that pushes Dane Gagai back into the centers and um, Stephen Masters out of the side and onto the extended bench. Um, Liam Knight has also moved uh, from the interchange into the lock to swap with Jairo, while Harmes SLA takes Patrick Margot's place on the bench. So Josh Mansour and Latrell Mitchell are both due back in round 11. Um, captaincies for this game. Ooh. Uh, I had to write this one down because I was like, what the fuck do I do here? None for the Sharks. I don't have any. Um, I, I couldn't confidently... I mean, you maybe confidently throw the captain on, captain on Walker, but that's about it for this game. Um, VCs, obviously Walker, Reynolds, Gagai, Johnston, um, Marshall and Cook. That's about all I've got for captaincies and vice-captaincies here. And um, pickups, look, if you're needy in the forwards, there's only for feeder on the bench... Um, so I'd be probably looking at Tolman if he's still available as a free agency pickup. And I don't mind one-week plug-and-plays for Tane Milne and Benji Marshall in this game. Yeah, nice one, mate. Very good, very good. Uh, Lukey, uh, the Roosters and the Cowboys to round out the Saturday at Magic Round. I actually reckon the Cows are going to get the chocolate chockies here. Um and I have nothing to base that on other than the, the the fatigue factor for the Roosters and having to continually get up each week and then suffer injury setbacks and, you know, the cows off, off the back of that good golden point win that they had against Brisbane. I know it's Brisbane or the Roosters, but i just got a feeling the cows might get the chockies here. They'll have good support down in Brizzy. Um, so, yeah, I just... That's my gut feeling. Um, but, uh, yeah, for this actual game... Lockie Lamb returns at 5'8 uh, for Drew Hutchinson, who obviously um, copped those knees from Dylan Walker. Uh, Tupanua is back from his one-game suspension on the back row uh, um, on that uh, right-hand edge there. Um, Victor Radley and Sam Walker have both been named, although they're under clouds. Uh, so, yeah, obviously keep an eye on them. And the Cowboys are unchanged. So Sam Walker is in a world of trouble at the moment. <coughs> Yeah, because he he's had, got he, the ankle, he's got the hip, a cork in his hip, and they're needling up this AC as well in his shoulder. Yeah, see, uh, this game, just rest him. Lockie Lamb, Joseph Manu, no, get Suwali in there. I need him. I, yeah, need I, him. I know you need him, but I mean, what's he going to really give you? He's going to be needled up, and then, you know, he, he cops one knock to, to one of them, and it's just like, oh, the needle's useless, and then he's, he's a passenger. I just reckon rest him. Um, and you know, gives Suwali a, a crack. Um, but anyway, uh, captaincy options obviously Teddy, Lolo, and Angus Crichton straight up. Vice captaincies, I'd go uh, Valentine Holmes, Dan Tupu, uh, B, um, J Moz, or Sam Walker if he plays. Um, all right, it, the captaincy options would also double as vice captaincy options. So Teddy, Lolo, or Crichton, I had his captaincies. That'd also be vice captain options if you've got better stuff on the Sunday. Um, but um, pickups, uh, I'd look at Lockie Lamb um, and Ben Marshkey. He's been pretty good. Um, and look, I, I reckon uh, he got a 50 
last week. I think he's probably in for the same sort of thing. I don't think Kieran's playing. Oh, well he did like sixty tackles too, didn't he? Sixty yeah. tackles. It fucking yeah. um, Nat Butcher made seventy-two tackles. Yeah, yeah, Butcher yeah. made. That's ridiculous. So. We should have held on to him in Legends League. Oh, <laughs> I'm sh- yeah. shipping him out. <laughs> Uh, all good, but he's back to the bench anyway, Nat Butcher, so his involvement's probably be more through the middle. Takiaho remains on the bench there. His production has gone down, which is a little concerning for for us in Legends League, but uh, we'll, we'll monitor that and see how that goes. Um, yeah, so uh, that's, that's that game wrapped up. Um, all right, so first game on the Sunday is the Eels and the Warriors. Um, the Eels in a bit of hurt here. They're missing a few players. Uh, so the Warriors could get the jump on them uh, in this one. Uh, so they line up two of us did, to check. Just before you jump into that, did you hear the predicament they put themselves in, the Eels? Oh, with the COVID bubble situation. Yeah, so, yeah, so just for, for listeners who may not be uh, across it, so obviously with New South Wales or, or Sydney, the greater Sydney area being um, under COVID restrictions with the, with the couple of cases they've got down there. Um. Uh, Berejiklian came out and said uh, that, but well, basically the sportsman has said that reserve grade, um, or that the NRL had to go go into the bubble and that uh, players in the top 30 couldn't play reserve grade. And if they did, they couldn't come back into the NRL bubble. But Parramatta were just like, nah, fuck it, we're going to do it anyway. So they've sent all these players to play in Reggie's and taken them out of the bubble. But now they've lost a heap of players from that game last week. And at this stage, it doesn't look like the NRL is going to let them bring them back into the bubble from that. So they may not even be able to make 21 for game day. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, they've got all these players that are... If you have a look on the uh, NRL team list, there's all these players with asterisks, yeah, including Arthur. Jacob Arthur. Yeah, yeah Stone, they're players who Rankin. Yeah, they're players who are under clouds because they, they haven't got the clearance from um, the NRL to return. Yeah, crazy shit. So, the Warriors, uh, RTS, Edward Cossey comes in on the wing. Adam Pompey, Rocco Berry, Ken Mamalo, Nick Arima, Chanel Harris-DeVita, Jermaine Tanul-Brown, Egan, Kane Evans, Josh Curran, Ben Murdoch, Masilla uh, comes back into uh, the back row. Tohu Harris on the bench, Jazz Tavanga, Lisa Narmau, Bunty Fire and Reese Walsh. The Eels have got Gutho, Sivo, Tom Opacic, one of Blake comes in for Martinia Cora for that high shot on Teddy. Blake Ferguson, Jacob Arthur comes in for the suspended Dylan Brown. Moses, Campbell Gillard, Reed Marnie has passed the HIA. Well, he will have to pass concussion protocols, I'm sure, to play. Um, Junior Paulo, Isaiah Papali, Ryan Madison, Nathan Brown, Oregon Kafusi, Sean Lane, Ray Sone, and Bryce Cartwright on the bench. For that one. Um, in this one, so you're probably looking at captaincies unless you've got um, one of the Panthers uh, or for feeder or something like that in one of the later games. So if you are looking at VCs, or the uh, usual suspects, Roger Tuvasashek, Gutherson, um, you could throw it on Cody Nicarima if you really wanted to. Um, Junior Paulo, Papa Lee, uh, and Ryan Madison, Tohu Harris as well. Um, and those guys are probably captaincy options as well. So pickups in this one. Um, hard to really pinpoint who's going to dominate this this game, but you could definitely have, a, a again, uh, if you're struggling for a fourth centre winger option, have a look at your, your Cossies or your Rocco Berries. Wunger Blake obviously can do a job there, so you could bring him in. I've not seen anything of Jacob Arthur, so I really can't say whether he's a, a decent pickup or not uh, in this one. Uh, but 
I do like uh, Ben Murdoch Masilla on an edge here because there doesn't seem to be. There's only uh, Bunty Foa, Lisa Namau, and Jazz Tavanga on the bench, so he might play some big minutes. Um, you know, might be might be in for a meat pie. Who knows? But uh, could be an option there, lads. Just on your captaincy, vice captaincies for the Eels, um, keep an eye out because if Arthur and Ray Stone are ineligible to play, don't get approval, I'd say uh, Maddo pushes into six and Lane nah, comes surely the Cart- Nah, Cartwright will go oh, to six, Cartwright, surely, yeah, yeah. They'll probably bring Cartwright onto six and Hipgrave and Hayes Dunster will come onto the bench. Yeah, you'd think that'd be the... That'd be the play. I also don't mind Reed Martin as a as maybe a VC or a captaincy option. He's just continually um, Fuck, he's a long odds things. to play though. Surely you think so? Year. It wasn't a, it wasn't a great it, look. There, there was three head knocks in that one uh, play of his. He caught he copped a knee, the knee that knocked him out, and then he went back into his own player's knee that come in to make the second tackle, and then his head just head cracked into ground, the ground yeah. like it was just impact. I, I reckon he'd be long odds to play, and I reckon Ray Stone plays nine there, but we'll uh, we'll have to see. What happens if if Ray Stone and Jacob Arthur, you know, and Lusick and Rankin that they've all named in their twenty one, aren't allowed to, don't get approval, then Reed Marnie can't play, and all of a sudden, they can only field 16 players. They might have to... Do they get an exemption? That, that I reckon they'd have to because I think it, it'd be unsafe to not take 17 in. Um, but they might have to forego an 18th man. Um, but yeah, I, I think there'd be things around the exemption to say, look, you, you have to take 17 into a game for, for safety reasons, but they wouldn't have the... The 18th. I don't know how that happens, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll have to see. Maybe they get player loans for a weekend or some, some other clubs or yeah, something like that. The East, East Brisbane Tigers or something like that. South Logan Maggies can just yeah. lend players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100%. Just borrow Albert Kelly for the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, so Benny, um, you've got the uh, the Dragons and the Storm second last game on Sunday. Yeah, um, should be a pretty good game, I think, this one, uh, with the Storm having so many players out, so they're at sort of half strength more than anything. Um, hopefully, it's a, it's a close game and not another fucking blowout. Um, Brandon Smith's been suspended, and Harry Grant, obviously, the hamstring issue, so he's out for two to three. Cam Munster, a uh, foot issue, so he's out for two to three as well. And then Pappenhausen uh, has been named in the reserves, but I doubt that he comes in for this game. Um so Bellamy's named Riley Jacks at 5'8 to take Munster's spot and Kenny Bromwich has come in to play at hooker. Tui Kamakamika uh, shifts to the to the edge and Fanukin starts at lock with Tyson Smoothie and Tommy Eisenhoof coming onto the bench. Um, that's the only changes for the Storm and for the Dragons there's only a couple here. Ravalawa comes back and replaces uh, Matt Figai on the wing and Poasa Farmasili uh, replaces Junior Amone on the bench. Uh, yeah... Captaincies for this game, um, probably, I mean, if you've got Fafita, it's, it's a good matchup the following game to still be running vice-captaincies. There's still some, you know, all the Panthers players and then you got your Fafita and your, your Tino in the, and Peachy in the next game that you can throw captaincies on. Um, but it does make it a bit tough trying to play the loophole in the second last game. So we'll just talk about our captaincies here. For the Storm, um, Nico Hines, Jerome Hughes, um... For the Dragons, man, I'm only I'm only going with Dufty and probably Benny Hunt. Um, I don't mind Jennings either. If you're chasing, throw in, throw in a captaincy on Jennings. Yeah, fair play, mate. Fair play. Um, pick up Sear in this one. So, uh, probably just 
a one-week play for Jax and a one-week play for Kamakamitha on the edge. Yep, nice one. Luke, you finish us off with the Titans against your Panthers, mate. Well, I've just uh, scoured the socials and it looks like for feeders... Uh, um, challenge of his uh, grading has been upheld, so he will serve the two matches for contesting his uh, careless high tackle charge. Um, so he was looking to get a downgrade so he could play this weekend, and he's been upheld. And thanks for coming, champ. Take this extra game back up to the Goldie with you. Suck a big dick as a... Yeah, so David Fafita owners unlucky. Although to be quite honest, the Penrith game, oh, he, he might have done some stuff, but uh, yeah, he, he, uh, I guess <laughs> you're not going to throw out a, a 50 or a 60 if he under underperforms to that uh, to that extent. But um, yeah, he's going to sit for two now, which uh, will hurt the owners. Um, so, but. Uh, that being said, he was named, so you know we'll probably have to have a look at the lineups to see what happens uh, in his absence there. But uh, Tanner Boyd keeps the five-eight spot, Bo Firma at centre. I would actually think that Firma comes onto that edge, um, and Isan uh, uh, Masters goes into the centres to replace Firma. I would think um, for the Panthers, uh, Kirk Capewell will miss a week. Um, he's failed his HIA. Liam Martin gets that starting back row spot. Um, and the debutante, Jermaine Hopgood, joins the bench. Uh, he's a forward utility. Uh, so, yeah, good for him. Um, Paul Momorowski's available, but has actually been left on the excuse me, extended bench. Um, I, I just, I really wish we'd fuck off Charlie Staines. I really do. Um, and Mom, put Momorowski there. He'd work his ass off. Uh, I, we just need to give two hour rest. <laughs> you know, we need someone else who's going to work um, out of the backfield there. So, you know, and I know Momorowski will because he did when he was playing centre. Um, you know, he doesn't have the speed of Staines, but he's got the finishing and he's and he's uh, quite a handy player. So I, I do hope that some stage down the track, that's the change that, that gets named. Um, captaincy's here because it's the last game of the round. So you're going Cleary, Luai, Edwards, Crichton, Fisher-Harris and Kickow with Fafita um, being suspended. That uh, rules out anyone from the Gold Coast as far as I'm concerned. Um... Picks, uh, definitely Liam Martin. Now that he's uh, got that uh, edge spot, he should play big minutes there, I'd say. Um, he's been doing well the last couple of weeks, even in that rotation. I think Isaiah Yo's minutes have been the one that take the hit there. Uh, his production hasn't been great. So uh, I think Liam Martin's getting his minutes and playing a bit, fair bit through the middle. The other one I'd look at is Tanner Boyd. Um, not sure he does a lot in this game, but uh, I think the writing's on the wall for Ash Taylor. Um, that degenerative hit, issue that he has has uh, caught up with him and obviously he's not part of the Titans plans for next season so I'm not too sure how much first grade he's going to get give you and to be quite honest Tanner Boyd's been more impressive there in the games he's played this he, year. he runs the ball a lot more he's got a few you, you know he's, he's got a bit of mongrel he's a good defender and he's one of the boys like he went to high school was in the was in the same keeper park team as uh, Tino and David Fafita wasn't he yeah, so yeah. Uh, they get around him yeah, definitely, and, and you can see he's got a bit more speed than Ash Taylor. He's always supporting. He's, you know, he's got he's on the end of those offloads and stuff like that. So I think, you know, it's it, he provides you know two to three more elements than Ash Taylor does. So you know, even if it's only a slight upgrade, it's still an upgrade. And uh, I think that they uh, they could use anything right now, the Titans, because they are they are struggling a little bit. Um, 
so yeah that's uh it's the round done and dusted nice one nice one all right lads uh sum up your pickups we chucked them up on socials uh this afternoon but uh just run through them again benny um i got cht i'm needy in the halves so i don't pick up cht martin uh benji marshall lamb milne and jock madden as a stash because i think luke brooks's time there isn't pretty uh pretty thin now so jock madden's the next up nice one lukey um, I've got Liam Martin as my um, top pickup this week. Uh, probably um, low waiver. Um, I wouldn't be burning a top waiver on him, or definitely free agency because uh, you know he's only got this week as a starter. But I think, um, yeah, I think he can be a serviceable bloke you can interchange into your third, second row spot. Tom Flegler, also um, probably just a free agency pickup there. Um, with the state of the halves, I think if CHT is on your um, uh, your uh, free agencies is I think he's definitely worth a waiver pickup. Um, he scored two tries on the weekend and only got like a 68 or something like that, which is concerning. And he wasn't great before he got injured. But the Warriors have got some decent games coming up and you can only hurt, uh, you know, I think he was hampered by that injury before he actually uh, was sidelined. So you can hope that he, he sort of picks it back up. Uh, the back end of last season, I think he played like seven or eight games consecutive and averaged 70 across those games. He was goal kicking. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, you know, if, if, if he can average somewhere in, you know, the mid 50s, he's definitely probably a waiver wire pickup. I think you've got to take a risk on him given how the halves are dropping and how skinny they are on the wire. Um, last two pickups is uh, Lockie Lamb for the same reason. He's uh, 5'8 and hooker jewel. And uh, also Renoff with Tony. Uh, he's uh, starting this week in um, at lock. And I think he's going to play some minutes uh, up front. And he's been really impressive the last two weeks. He's got a couple of meat pies. He's... Uh, aggressive he takes the line on he's got footwork and he's got an offload so you know it's blokes like that that are gonna get the minutes over these um older fellas who aren't cutting the mustard there at uh the bulldogs so definitely have a a sticky free agent pickup of Renault for tony yeah nice one mate nice one um well i've got uh hudson young and these, these guys i would i would go for uh i would look at waivers for these guys i'd go for hudson young uh he's starting at 13 this week but you know you, you don't have uh Tarpanay or sutton for multiple weeks there so he's got a little bit of security so he could uh could get some some good minutes there liam martin again it's a one-week play but again last week um had some great attacking stats in in the limited minutes he plays i think he's going to probably do that for the remainder of the year and he might given that Catewell's kind of on the outer at penrith and looking for another club next year um they might favor martin towards the back end of the season Lockie lamb uh, obviously, he's 5'8", hooker jewel. So, um, you know, for the Brandon Smith, Harry Grant owners, uh, or, or even Tom Starling owners, now that uh, Hodgson's back, he could be able to play this week. Free agencies, uh, CHT, again, because it wasn't awesome last week, but the halves pool is shallow. Tanner Boyd, another one in that same pool. And I like Jacob Little, again, because there's no one on the bench likely to take his minutes. Jock Madden is there, so maybe he goes into 5'8", no, and by plays a little bit at 9", but I think uh, even when Liddell was playing 60-odd minutes, he's got try-scoring upside, um, and he's got a lot of work rate, so I think that uh, they're all decent plays. Good stuff, lads. Um, I've just got a couple of a buy, a buy low and a sell high. 
Yep. At the moment, um, my first one is Isaiah Yo as a sell high. Um, he played 51 minutes last week, and that's with Capewell uh, um, HIA as well. Um, and obviously, they're rotating forwards. Scott Sorensen, they got Hopgood in there this week as well. So I think that Isaiah Yo's minutes are going to uh, uh, take a little bit of a plunge. Nothing too drastic, but I see his, his minutes. Uh, are gonna gonna sort of drop just in preparation for the back end of the year. Uh, obviously, maybe when the Super Coach season's done. So he's averaging sixty at the moment, um, and I think that you could probably uh, get good value for him there, Isaiah Yo. So I think that's probably time to ship him on now if you can. See if you can get a, a couple of uh, couple of players for him. Um, the other one is a uh, is a um, buy low, and that's Damien Cook. Now, I am the Cook owner, um, but the reason being is because last year he obviously started off slow. Not this slow, um, but he started off very slow last year as well, but he really came home with a wet sail uh, at the end of the year. And so I thought, oh, yeah, I'll go check it out. And he's got a run from round 14 through to the Supercoach Finals, that is to die for. They've got, from round 14 to round 20, they've got Newcastle, Brisbane, West Tigers, North Queensland, um, Bulldogs, Warriors, St. George. And then you enter your Supercoach Finals. So that's very, very tasty. A uh, seven-game run there that I think, uh, you're probably chasing any South player, but I think that's where Damien Cook will really come to the fore. So, yeah. Yeah, nice one. And a couple of sell highs too, I think, uh, are Barnett and Connor Watson. Um, both been pretty good this season, but it looks like AOB is going to stick with that rotation. Uh, Barnett had 44 minutes on the weekend, averaging 70, normally average 76 minutes. Connor Watson, 40 minutes, normally average 56. So if, you, if you're in a bit of a deeper league and you think you can get some value for those guys, I'd be looking to shift them on because I don't know that they return to uh, big minutes, especially not now with uh, Lock and Fitzgibbon played 65 minutes on the weekend. So you can imagine how happy I am being the Barnett owner. Fitzy comes back and fucking takes all of Barnett's minutes. Right, I cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't mind. Yeah. So, yeah, he's another one. I'd, I'd be definitely looking to, to shift him off. So good stuff, lads. That, is that us? That's us. I reckon I that's think. us for another week. Yeah. Oh, Boys just love it. Cooked, but we'll see how we get. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Go to work tomorrow and have clients looking at me real weird. Like, should you even be out in public? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. All right, lads. Good stuff. Um, we'll do it all again next week. Catch us on our socials uh, at Headbin NRL over at Twitter and at Headbin Podcast uh, on Instagram. So, all right. Lads, let's do it. Let's uh, get to have some fun at Magic Round this weekend. Should be some good footy played. Hopefully the uh, the pitch holds up. And, uh, yeah, good times. See you next week. Enjoy Saturday, boys. See you, lads. <laughs>